that was one that uh you know kelly and i were just jamming on and you know i i've always thought that was a good track particularly because you know what i liked about my drumming there was i was definitely in the pocket just all not quite late almost late you know just right on that cusp which is hard to do i now i i, I sort of you know i did edit some of those snare beats <laughs> so so it's you know, you have a set of Pro Tools, you're just like, 
Well, you know, I'll move that. Just one slight little tick over there. And, um, you know, well, that sounds bitching. I wish I could do that live. Well, I could if I dedicate my entire life to it for, for you know, and maybe two lives. Anyway, uh, greetings in the name of the Most High. Um, okay, so the message today that, that I'm this, you know, Jesus is real. Okay, uh, and uh, I've experienced his miracle power and uh, miracle healing. I don't say much one way or the other here because there's a, uh, you know, as you probably have noticed, we're in a, you know, global war against Jesus here. I mean, we're with Jesus there again. You may notice that it's the persecution has never been Really, I mean, it's almost to the point where they just want to exterminate any Jesus people. They do. They don't, don't jail, don't, don't exterminate. You know? and because one thing about, you know, you can say whatever you want about Joe Biden. I mean, you know, he doesn't do anything. He's just a, you know, a puppet head. But he sets the tone, his spirit, you know. And his spirit is very much alive in all the things you're seeing. You know, nuclear war, um, you know, people like uh, Zelensky and other people buying, you know, $40 million mansions, um, laughing, having parties and laughing about the whole Russian thing, you know. And, and you know, because they feel like we go to Revelation 6. Let's see if I can do it on my little app here. I had some pretty good luck today with it. I, you know... Um, Let's see if I can, um, with all these things, you know, you, I know, this thing, is that irritating or what? That, yeah, sorry. Um, so, uh, okay, I can select, okay, cool, you know, this is pretty cool, because I can get right here to Revelation 6, and there we are. And um, and I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were a noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. <laughs> Seems kind of <laughs> resonant. And he that sat on him had a bow, and the crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and they that should kill one another. And there was also given to him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see that thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed him, and power was given unto them, um, over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. 
And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw the altar of the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Oh, uh, yeah. And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that they should be killed as they were, uh, should be fulfilled. And I beheld uh, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell under the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, and she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, i.e. NWO, etc., and the mighty men and of every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens of the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, but hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, capital L. For the days, for the day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? And so that's, um, I wouldn't take that lightly. And I know that when there's something going on in the spirit, and I know it because a lot of times um, if I'm giving something out that's like like that, you know, it gets very, it gets around, but it's it's almost like, you know, there, there are little blockers out there trying to block it and trying to block me, which has been like, like I, you know, well, good luck, you failed. <laughs> and I don't mean good luck. Vengeance will be upon you soon. And that's the thing they just can't figure because they just have convinced themselves there is no God. There are no consequences. You know, we can do this. We can run everything up the flagpole, every offensive thing in the world. And just think, instead of yourselves being offended, think of, you know, coming up with stuff that you think would offend God and then running that up the flagpole. Okay, uh, the oligarchs you know, on both sides. You know, how about Russian oligarchs and Ukrainian oligarchs partying down, you know, on a private island in the Caribbean, chasing around little kids to have sex with? You know, I mean, just anything like, right? Or just going ahead and just having uh, boatloads of refugees, you know, flown in so you can slay them and bask in bloodbaths, have a fresh bloodbath every morning, you know? Um, you know, this, the, the amount of horror that you've seen in the movies is nothing. Zero compared to what really goes on. And now the whole world is seeing or sensing, beginning to sense, you know, the truth, right? The U.S. government is, you know, pretty much, um, you know, because of the military, they had the head of the snake, you know, at this point. And so you'd have to point to... to America is New Babylon, not, not you know, uh, not, not all the propaganda they put out and patriotism they put out. It's all false because there are no elections. 
you know, I've known that and I've, I've, I've hoped and I've gone into denial and I've done everything you guys have done in terms of, you know, wanting it to be different because there's part of me that lives here and wants to, you know, make things work. But I realize, you know, even on the best day, we are but frail vessels. And they who bring war and perversion to every corner of the globe right now, they... Uh, and they know it's perversion. They know, but they're they're addicted to it. You know, just like when, um, you know, it, this is about as low as it gets. You see, a, you know, a woman, you know, rock singer, you know, on stage. It was all over TikTok. You know, um, strips down, you know, pulls her panties down, and then pees in a guy's mouth. And then, not to be outdone, Lady Gaga comes up with her own thing about puking in someone's mouth. Having to out, wanting to outdo, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, go. Okay, I get it. But these people are not serious, and they, you know, and these aforementioned people will not be here. They will not be anywhere. I'm just going to say, you know, Jesus. I don't have one person that can tell me Jesus. Who's Jesus, Franklin Graham? <laughs> he died for you. He loves you very much. Okay, what's the meaning of John 1. Jesus is God. Well, that's, yeah, but what is that? You know, everything that was made was made by him through what? The Word. In the beginning was God. And in the beginning was the Word. And everything was created through the Word. So you might call that Word, you know, liken it to, and, and here's all the real you know, Jesus people understand this, you know. So we liken this to the uh, cornerstone. In other words, you can't build a creation. Not a civilization, <laughs> blown that. But a creation has to have a cornerstone. Without that cornerstone, the thing falls apart, as we see. So Jesus the enigma, Jesus God, Jesus logos, word, Jesus first and last, that which was created, rolled up like a scroll, the heavens. Every continent moved out of its place, the earth. The slain saints of Jesus from the beginning of time, crying out, O Lord, how long? Will it be before your vengeance come? How long before you avenge all the innocent blood that they spilled? And they only look for innocent blood. They, that's, you know, the abortion industry and, you know, uh, looking for children to slay and things like that. That's what they look for. And let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> Spilling blood and, and, you know, eating flesh is, you know, that's what they do. You know, that's their, you know, sex is simply a prelude. It's simply a you know, a, 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 a playtime. It's playtime. The real deal is blood. And that's what's been going on here for thousands of years. And there's no different today. It's no different today than it was then. And the people are no different today than they were then. And every one of them has it backwards. That is, uh, you know, that belongs to the world system. Or, if, if you like, has given their consent to the beast and given over their souls. And sold their souls, but you know, not for very much. I mean, they, they sold their souls to be a slave because they would get material trinkets. 
hang one on the wall. Oh, look at me. I'm a god. And all the screaming and yelling of the wannabes. Oh, my God, the wannabes. They actually pay you to take their soul. <laughs> right? It's like, it's kind of like um, what we might call vanity publishing, where you pay a publisher to publish your book. You pay the devil to take your soul. That's what 99% of the people on earth have done. Paid the devil to take their soul. Who's going to tell you that? Begging. Because if Satan takes your soul, and everybody on that side that knows anything about anything knows it's real. It's all real. And notice how everything they do, they go, well, you know, uh, we've had these pagan rites and rituals way before Jesus. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, bitch, listen. Before Jesus was, I am. And I know you can't understand that, but you have to understand something. There never was a you. There never was a pagan ritual before there was God. Okay? So you're either stupid, ignorant, you know, both, dumb, whatever. That's not really an excuse because the creation alone is enough to prove God and to instill the fear of God. Miracles, miracle healings, feeding the poor. I'm just thinking now about John and Violet and, you know, feeding the, 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 the people of Afghanistan, you know, the kids, the urchins, the, the street urchins, the untouchables, the, the uh, you know, the caste system uh, rejects. And um, these are closest to Jesus. And without them, without help, they would have nothing. You know, so it's proving Jesus every day, stretching food, stretching dollars, stretching protection. Doesn't mean people aren't killed. And so now, and I I got this word last night, that when we get to Resurrection Day, they're going to open up all the whoop-ass on you. Because the war is the, you know, the establishment versus the people. You know, the U.S. government is at war with the American citizen and with everybody else, except their little club. The club will not be successful. I think they, they do sense. You see, God has been very silent. God will allow them to get away with a lot of things before he's going to cut them down, like, you know, like nothing, like he's going to cut them down like faded wheat. He's going to cut them down like weeds. He's going to cut them down like just, you know, dried branches. He's just going to roll them down. And they're, and they, yeah, and then that day, in those times, they will wish they were never born. They will wish it every fucking second. And forgive my, no more of that cussing. No, I hate that. I'm sorry, bitch, and, and that, and F, no, stop. Okay, so so here we are. This is not the time of their glorification. They've been at it, and they've had their chance. They have proven beyond all doubt that they are incapable of leading anything. If you want to see a model of the most pathetic thing that exists in this universe today, it's the U.S. military. Have proven that they are not just incompetent, but willfully so. They want to get their own soldiers killed. 
They want to do Afghanistan over and over again. They want to send soldiers into areas where they'll be nuked or whatever into harm's way. They said, we're never going to send tanks and all that because that would be World War III. Well, now they're sending tanks. Of course they're not going to stop. They're too busy celebrating in their $40 million mansions. You have nothing to do with them. They're so far removed. Their security is so thick. And they're so far away from, you know, any, you know, average people that even they're, they're showing when they show up in public. It's just all they're doing is laughing. They have nothing but disdain for the public. And remember I used to say about the rock stars and the, you know, especially the pop stars hating their audiences. Well, that began with them, the government, and the hatred toward the people. And the hatred toward, you know, so they want to go to totalitarianism, to total lockdown. Marburg has just been noticed uh, in Africa. You know, the same rollout. Ebola, folks, real painful. Well, they will get some good video now. And people will because they're stupid, because they're lazy, and because they are weak. But most of all, because they are cowards, they'll comply. You know, and then the beast will go around killing masses of people because they'll be sheltering in place, easy target. Now, people have already said enough on the internet to, to pretty much round everyone up and lock them up. So, I mean, that's that's a done deal. The, another thing they're passing right now is this uh, this act that you know, using the trans the the, the tranny thing as a way of um, you know silencing all people on all subjects. Because they said, well, if you talk about Biden's, Hunter Biden's computer, we talk about him as an artist. They start with the trans. If you say anything about trans, you go to jail for 10 years. So that's how extreme it is. And then, of course, you have the big corporatocracy. The, the, I guess the award is, it's really between Nike and, and Anheuser-Busch as the most disgusting and despicable human beings on the, the earth has ever produced. They're just mass murderers, just, you know, they're murdering in a symbolic way, you know, murdering culture. Why is um, uh, Dylan Mulvaney um, a funny person to me? Because he's not into it to be trans. He's not trying to be, he's, he wanted money, man. That's why he got into entertainment. And this was a, a fast track. But what he has to do is destroy women. And that's the whole purpose of the trans movement is to destroy women. Let's, one more time. The trans movement is there to destroy women. The Biden administration policy destroys women. The new policy that has come out is that uh, you cannot remove you know, the men from the games, from the competition. So that destroys women and women's chances of, of having their own sport and competing. That's the whole point. Women are out. It has to, has to, has to, has to, has to, has to be. It's really just one big sodomy cult. You know? It just has to be that. It, there can be nothing left of the old you know, family, children, reverence of children, protection, medicine, which, of course, allopathic medicine. I tried to explain a little bit about what's wrong with it, but the, the, the whole point of allopathic medicine is, is now depopulation. Um, death panels, um, you know, euthanasia of anyone over 75, let's say. I mean, just, it, you, know, you know, those kind of, of, of things are not, you know, about medicine, not about God, not about healing. 
but about genocide, about death. So it's a big death cult. And um, the only, like I said in 2002, I've been saying this the whole time, the only real sex that's going to be allowed is not not any kind of a hetero sex, but uh, it all has to be homosex. Or else you're a pariah. You know, or else you should be killed. See, that next part of the clause that I just had in that last clause, you should be killed. Worship of the beast involves your sex acts. So if you don't do the sex acts, if you don't join in the, uh, join the band, the who would say, let's join together with the band. Yeah, collectivism. Ah, good, good job. Of course, they were really young when they wrote that stuff, so I don't, you know, give them a pass. I'm, I'm sure they're just horrified now. Most people thought it was innocent. You know, the Satan thing. They thought, ah, we get together, brothers and sisters, the hippie movement, free love, LSD, blah, 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 social engineering. No, they're not doing that. This is natural. Shucking off the patriarchy. We want inclusion. We want equity, which is the language of death. Communism equals execution of anyone that is in the way, which eventually becomes all people. That's the whole point of communism. It's a death cult. Always has been, always will be, I mean, along with you know complete illegality on all fronts, with no repercussion for all the laws broken. We used to joke that you know, the Clintons could go out and, like, you know, just machine gun people down on the front lawn and then you never even hear about it. <laughs> and now you see that that, uh, that characterization was completely true. And, you know, they, they um, you know, they're even talking about passing the torch to Hillary for the final, for the final solution, Adolf Hitler. I told you it all goes back to the original Nazis. Antifa belongs to the original fascist and Nazis. That's what they are. Nazis behold it in the same line that Zelensky goes through, and then that goes down also to Adolf Hitler, along with Antifa and um, Woke and all of it. You know, a line that also includes, you know, Karl Marx and other things and, you know, certain kinds of certain religions that, that are based on death, you know, the Kali cults of India and things like that. But it all goes back to, um, it's all going to go back modern day wise to these secret societies that were, um, you know, obviously coming out of Greece, coming out of, you know, out of, um, you know, dark, uh, you know, the secret societies, because if the public ever knew what they were really up to, that there'd be outrage. The Jacobin, you know, the, um, I got interviewed by Jacobin magazine. And I'm like, and I told the guy, I said, you don't, do you know what the term Jacobin really means? You call yourself Jacobin Magazine because you're a left-wing rag. So you think this is left-wing. You're not left-wing. It's authoritarian and it is, um, you know, it's a murder cult. If you, let's go back to the French Revolution. When the Jacobins took over in, you know, from 1790 on, um, it was no longer about the French Revolution. It was about getting rid of people that are, you know, politically incorrect and beheading them including the founder of the French Revolution. I, I mean, nothing is more ironic and more beautiful than that example. I mean, surely that should convince somebody that we have a connected whole on history that goes back, you know, 
Of course, there's always been, you know, good, evil. There's always been like a light side and a dark side. There's always been like, you know, this this question of, you know, Abraham about, you know, to kill Isaac. <laughs> and it's like, and then the angel stops him. What was that? Was that real? Was that, was that good or was that bad? People used to tell me, well, there are three Yahwehs in the Bible. I said, no, there isn't. That's because you don't know how to read. You don't know how to read language. Simple language that children can understand, but you can't. And so you want to bother people that say something. No, there's one creator. Albeit with, you could put billions of faces on that one. You could call the one creator plural if you like. That's fine. And that doesn't violate anything. But man's way of thinking, this linear way of thinking, this connect-the-dots thinking, is completely flawed. Totally. Completely flawed. Because the people here have never figured, you know, the people in America, they have not figured it out yet. You know, they're on the slaughtering block, and they don't get it. And they just, I don't think they're going to be saved either. They're going to get slaughtered. And then this Marburg things get going, I mean, you're going to see... I don't know. This. Do you remember? I I did a song, a track, a long time ago called President Ebola. President Ebola. I had African singers singing. Um, Ebola is Obama's thing. So Obama is really showing you that Obama is behind all of this, you know, and and uh, you know, and others, etc. But I mean, you know, Obama loves that. He loves you know vengeance. He loves all that. But you know, the problem with Obama is that vengeance is not his to call. Uh, he will pay for every single thing he's done. Everything, I promise you. I promise you that uh, the seal with the balances, the balances will be weighed, and these people will be found wanting, and they will be dealt with. At the same time, God expects people to suck up and show a little courage in facing it, if you got to have, you know, if they're going to put you in a firing squad and be killed, instead of cowering, maybe you just like, you know, you just are looking up at Jesus, like like Stephen or something. You know, you 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 know, you show a defiant look. You know, even that can can speak volume, can can change hearts and minds. You know, it's not too late even in that last moment. But don't think they're angling real fast to get rid of people. They're angling real fast through the through the the trans. Woman-hating trans movement of LGBTQ hate women, uh, exclamation point, you know, I guess what, HW, LGBTQ, HW, I, 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 all me, narcissism, hate women, do what uh, Joe Biden tells you, do what the CIA tells you, LGBT, way to go. (laughs) Round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get even with those people, you know, those people, <laughs> they, they, they look down, they misgender you, oh, we're going to throw them in prison, who, who's going to throw them in prison for you, the government that owns you, and owns your gonads, and owns your sex, owns your breasts, and owns everything about you, and owns your mind, you know, the gay friends that I've had throughout my life would never have joined anything like that. Even if they were, you know, flaming liberals and all that. That's, that's, flaming liberals is, it's, <laughs> is something because it does affect uh, people's lives, you know. So, but 
the 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 um the one thing that came into the the gay movement if you want to call it that you know the political movement is and the thing that that threw up all the red flags and the thing that you know got the you know the, uh, the I guess the more hardcore of that lifestyle, the sort of uh, Al Pacino cruising lifestyle. The thing that really threw that wrench and all that was um, you know which is hedonism. Uh, in Rome, they don't even call it gay. They, there's nothing. There is no word for it. It just it's just you know the way it is. <laughs> they can't do that here. They have to politicize it, and then people have to be stupid enough to sign up, right? And, and and they are dumb because they, you know, dumb meaning, when I say dumb, what I mean is this. A person has an intellect, may even have a high IQ, but does not know um, reality. So cannot, cannot fathom it, you know, because if you deny the spirit, deny the spirit thereof. Because we're like 99% spirit. So if you deny the spirit, you have no intelligence, Zip, zero, nada. Or go with some kind of like feel-good, you know, <laughs> thing. You have no intelligence because you have to grapple with the spirit on everything. And it's hard to do. It takes a lot more IQ power to do that to figure out why things happen or what's happened to you or are you falling short. Or you, Usually, good people look themselves in the mirror and they see where they're falling short or they see where they maybe had a word they shouldn't have said to somebody. They, they go atone for things they've done. Stupid people deny everything, say they're great, and they want to be worshipped. So, you know, that's kind of how I, it's real simple the way I divide it, you know, and it's also true, and it will never be refuted by anyone. Right? It's kind of like, if you got a big diesel, you know, twin turbo motor, let's say, not diesel, but a bit, twin turbo motor, you know what I mean? So you got twin turbos on that uh, on your you know cranked up Italian six cylinder you know exotic or eight cylinder exotic or twelve cylinder or whatever or sixteen cylinder, and you've got twin turbos going on that. Um, if your turbo goes down, one one of them one side, you have no power. You're sluggish. You can't even get up the hill. You're just going limping along. Same with IQ. If you don't have the spirit, then your turbo, you know, for you who know mechanics, your turbo is gone. And when your turbo, the turbo is the heart of the engine. That's the power. So without power, all you do is limp along and you never know anything. You wait for the, your controllers, the cult leaders, to tell you what to think. And then you, they give you weapons. They train you how to shoot. And then you go start shooting up shopping malls, different things for Joey Biden, who wants to, yeah, I confiscated him once. I can do it again. He's drunk on power, even if he's not even really in power. He's drunk on it all. He's drunk. That whole family is should have never been. A lot of people in government should have never, never been in government. But I mean, I just have have now qualified themselves. I mean, if you're a murderer, if you're a lawbreaker, if you hurt other people and you don't have any regret or remorse about it, then you're not a full person. Because a person has a conscience. If you sear your conscience, there we go. There, now the other turbo's gone. Now without the, 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 you know, the boost for, uh, you know, for one side of the point and the boost for the other, with, now if you have no turbo at all, you, have, you can inch along. You, a, a person could walk faster than your car could go. 
And eventually the motor will just stop because it can't take the abuse of no turbo. Well, it was a big debate a long time ago whether turbos were worth it. And I think, talk to any truck driver and they'll tell you, don't get rid of my turbo. The turbo, they, they build giant turbos for these semi-trucks. Right, you notice they don't lag on the hill so much anymore? Yeah, they fly. That's because of the turbo. Right, remember how it used to be? Hard to get up to speed? Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm... I, my truck driver friends will correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think that the, the modern engine turbo, well, I look at Volvo, I guess would be my, because I have a bus, a Prevo bus with a, you know, it's all it's, it's, uh, that I'm kind of, you might call it, it's a project. And it has a Volvo motor with a giant turbo. And I lost my turbo sensor in, uh, in Florida, the Alabama border, and we just weren't going to, I tried to make it into like an RV park and, and then the, the bus just shut down on, on the I-10 and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, without that little, and the thing, it comes in a little box, the turbo booster, the, the sensor, it comes in a little box and you just pop it in. But without that, you're done. <laughs> and, um, then we got it and we, you know, we made it to, uh, from there to Houston and then we took it into the Prevo Center and they, uh. They just all they do are these buses, and so they worked on it, and then they got us up up to speed, and we drove home. And it's really uh, it was quite a quite a. Uh, but you know, at the same time, it's you know it's all older. You know, I'm restoring it, so I mean, it's not you know it's probably there would be a debate you could have about you know having it delivered, like putting it on a semi and delivering it. But you know, I figure it's it's a long term thing, and we'll see how. Yeah, no, I had to I had to get into something like that because. We had been RVing for, I guess, what, about 15 years. And um, that's the way that uh, Trish and I have we've saved a lot of money to, doing, you know, just seeing the, the terrain, seeing the country. And, you know, we've done some, uh, not a lot of boon docking, um, which you, you can do in these, in these buses, too, because you can last two or three days out there without having to plug in or do anything. So... You know, so it was just like the, the you know, finishing the, the, you know, it's like the last project we're going to do. And it should take, a, I don't know, about a year, I would think, to get it, say things, you know, to where you can, you know, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those kind of things. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you know, I don't know how how much things are, but when you buy an RV, like we had a, we had a, we had a diesel Cummins engine, you know, uh, Dutch Star it was pretty nice, you know, but as flimsy as can be. I mean, just like cardboard walls, and you can hear people outside talking, and, you know, things start falling apart after a while. But the one thing I did notice is they're not worth anything once you have it. You know, the price just keeps going down, 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 down. I mean, you lose a lot of money. And so, you know, we're looking for something that we can have a commercial outlet, like with the uh, uh, this bus, we can wrap it, and we can have it, you know, help to promote our films, and we can also... Uh, you know, um, you know, do transport whether we, you know, we can, we can use it as a business thing. And so it's, it, it just made sense. But one thing I did notice about these buses is they're built from the ground up, you know, from the ground up. I mean, to the, from the, from the suspension to the actual, you know, it's not just like putting a shell. I think most motorhomes are just really basically a truck 
with a bust type looking shell on it, you know, fiberglass and, and you know, tin. And um, where the prey was are a lot heavier than, you know, they're, they're, they're metal and they're, um, you know, they're very, um, well, you see them, you know, like the Greyhound buses or like the, uh, any tour bus. You just look for a Prevost on the back, Prevo, that's how it's pronounced. But I mean, you see that, you know, right? When we were in for the service, we were behind a tour bus. You know, same bus, but it was, you know, for, 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 for tourism. And um, so they're commercial. When you drive one, you can't just put your foot on the brake lightly and tap it and all that. You got to lift your, the ball of your, you know, your heel up off the floor and hit it. Or you're going to have a serious problem. Yeah, you're going to crash. Same thing with the gas. You've got to really, you know, emphasize it. It's, it's not just there for your convenience. You have to actually, you know, um, you know, drive the thing. And, it's, it, and it does take, um, you know, a lot of... Uh, they shouldn't even let, you know, to be honest about it now, looking back on... I think I've driven it about 1,500 miles, I would say this. They shouldn't let me have it. What I should have done... Um, is I should have gone to school to learn how to drive. That's that's how that's how severe the change is. That's how big the change is. But then when you're in something like that, you're you're in the same level as say the semi trucks, your commercial truck, their commercial truck. You know, it's a whole different um, world, and and you know, and all the parts are different. Everything is, is, is it's a different type of thing. So what's in the Prevo is a Volvo uh, turbocharged 515 Detroit diesel. Series 60 motor, and we're going to do a little bit of overhaul. I've got I've to really look, take a look at that turbo. It's, it's funny. The, the turbo is the issue I have to deal with now mechanically. Make sure that it's, uh, you know, that's, that, the, that it's not taking the sensor out. So anyway, I don't know what that had to do with anything, but I was going down the road of, you know, God is a God of vengeance. When people forget, you know, they go, oh, Jesus is all about love and forgiveness. Yes. It's all about love and forgiveness until Jesus says, you know, if you, you can forgive and you can warn as an act of love that if you, if you continue to, to, to practice, you know, anti-God behavior, if you continue to, to think there are no consequences for whatever the heck you want to do, and if you continue to hurt people, it's coming back on you. You know what I mean? I don't say that like I don't I don't hate you. I don't hate these people. This Dylan guy that that got the Bud Light thing and all the different endorsements. I know what he's up to. I can tell you. You want my psychic view? <laughs> he's not really he's a little bit of a plant. I mean, he's not really serious about being a woman. They're just using him to flaunt this in your face because they're doing a different game with you. See, the trans movement's no longer about them. It never really was. They just get duped into, you know, look at them when they talk on the air and stuff. They're a bit feeble-minded, most of them. Except the controllers are not. No, they're, they're smart, but they're evil. The whole point is it's about you. The trans movement is about getting you. It's about punishing you. And, you know, I'm, I grew up around drag queens and gays and this and that and every, every, every possible thing in Hollywood Babylon. Nobody bats an eye about any of it. But see, now it's something else. You know, now it's something else. 
And um, what they're, most of them are doing is when you deal with young people, they're all recruiting, you know, especially teenagers. They want to recruit, even if it's just like a prostitution club down in New Orleans, okay? Um, and you've, you've gone down there to try to make it as a musician and stuff. And you will be propositioned by somebody if you're young um, for sex and, and whatever. And if they can turn you into some kind of money-making slave for their own benefit, they'll do that. You know, by promising you you'll be a star and then you'll be, you know, it happens every day. So that's never stopped. That's always been, you know. The thing about, you know, Hollywood and, you know, people wanting to be actors and going out there to, to, to make it and all that. You know, most of the people that are chosen uh, are insiders. They're not um, just arrived at the dock or arrived at the train station and, you know, had to had, no, not, not even two pennies to rub together, and they just uh, they they started working as a waiter or something like this. Next thing you know, they became Brad Pitt. I mean, that's really they love that story, but that's not exactly how it works. It's a lot of it has to, goes back to bloodlines, and back to you know structured you know bloodline Satanism, bloodline Luciferianism, and has to do with masonry, and especially Los Angeles. It's all run by masons. Well, that's otherwise the you know, the only way that the, the 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 Jews and the Gentiles could get along in Los Angeles really is that masonry that is the universal connector for business. Um, you know, but anyway, back to uh, this uh, very somber day of uh, well, it shouldn't be. It should be. This should be the rock and roll. Uh, you know, loud, you know, cannon fire. Jesus, he lives. Jesus is real. Yay! Where's that? You hear it? I'm not hearing much out there. Hello? Because nobody ever taught anybody what Jesus was. They just keep going back to this sort of cartoon character and, you know, on television. Nothing wrong with that, but there's a lot, you know, the, the one thing I heard this guy say, the Chosen, whatever, they they raised their money and they, now they're hooked up with Fox News. It's like, come on, man. I have a free subscription to that. I, I haven't looked at any of it. I like the Jesus, though. But, you know, the Jesus, I like the Jesus. I do like the Jesus. You know? Uh, but... Um, and he goes, you know, someone asked him, well, what about the law of Moses? Kind of like a, like a John 8 style, you know? What about the law of Moses? He goes, I am the law of Moses, you know, but then no one got offended. People in the background, he thinks he's bigger than Abraham. And uh, so, so on it goes. On it goes of, you know, Jesus looking for followers. People don't realize he's the Messiah. And, you know, we're going to kill everybody connected to him and we're going to have a free world. And why would you do that? Well, because we know it's real from our secret societies, but we can't tell you what's real about Jesus because otherwise that would then betray our position. And we can't do that. So we say Jesus doesn't exist. It's a myth. And that uh, humans don't have free will, so they're animals. And of course, a guy like, uh, you, you know, um, 
F head would uh, say something like that, because if there is uh, free will and humans not a hackable animal, then oh boy, a lot of people got some explaining to do. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, has gone down that just shows a. I mean, that's the kind of thing that gets you, you know, again, go back to Book of Obadiah, the last part of Obadiah, you know, and, and it says, you know, God loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. And people, oh, you see, he's hateful. <laughs> and uh, I said, do you understand what God is? No. Well, that word hate doesn't mean the same as your word hate. But anyway, let's just go there for your amusement so that you can catch up one day. So that, that when it's going down, in last stupid seconds of your dumb life, you might just at that moment realize that you need to just repent. You, you, you've been wrong the entire time. And you're still wrong. And that, you know, and that kind of preaching, or like little bits and pieces I'm doing, should be preaching, you don't get in any church really and in fact the last time the last experience i had with with the church was the uh you know the chuck smith uh you know costa mesa thing and um that, that's all i'm going to give it i can't really justify it by calling it anything other than that just it's just a sad situation but the sad the, the last time you know they were not only practicing mind control and almost like nazi techniques to get you to say there is a rapture, and we'll come, and, 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 and we have to go study the Bible, show ourselves approved, and we were going to get, you know, and all that. And I went to their Bible classes. I did, you know, I, I put in some effort there. Um, but that was not good enough for them. They want blind obedience. They want, like, Zeke Heil obedience. They want, you know, they want uh, you to say there is a rapture. And the... the Look, there's a reason they want you to say there's a rapture. They want you to repeat that you believe Jesus rose from the dead. Many don't. But when you repeat something that you don't believe for your little pastor, you are being subjugated to mind control and you're being taken over by evil. If... You don't believe there's a rapture like you doubt it. And you tell them that, they will throw you out eventually if they can't convince you. Man is not going to convince me of a rapture, or I'm just using this as an example, but man's not going to convince me whether there's a rapture or no rapture. That's something I'm going to discover myself of what I believe. If any man... Human says to me, you know, this is what's happening. I start nodding my head. Oh, yes. And on the, you know, on the third day, he rose again from the dead. Yes, well, I believe all that. If you prayed that prayer, you call that 800 number. On you. And why do they want you to call the 800 number? So they can put you on a list. And so they can start badgering you and mind controlling you to where you do say you believe it, even if you don't. And then they got, then. You're done. At that point, your soul is compromised. It's okay to be following Jesus for 30 years and not quite believe that he rose from the dead. Say, Lord, if this is something I have to believe in order to be saved, would you please help me 
you know, and, and, and don't call the pastor, don't call the brothers and sisters, don't call the elder. Get them out of your way. You exist. He made you, not them. You're the one who has to decide these things, not them. But they always include, have you ever noticed that, folks? They always include you believing stuff that you may not believe. Like you're there on day one. You don't know what Jesus is. You don't know uh, about the ascension from, from you know, death to life. You don't know about all, all those things. You go, well, then you can't be a Christian. Well, no, you cannot be a Christian if you say you believe something that you don't believe. If you say you believe something you don't believe, then go, I'm a Christian. I mean, you're, you're full of shit. It's time to go back and reassess your beliefs. And if there is something in you that you don't like or you, you don't know or something you need to know more of, you know where to go to get it. You need a miracle healing. You need a miracle revelation. You need to be shown by the Most High God what is and what is not. Because it's a double-double all the way. Deception always comes in doubles. Double-double. Remember, double mint gum, double your pleasure, double your fun. With double mint gum. <laughs> they might as well said devil mint gum. But anyway, the whole point is, is, is the, the whole, you know, seems that one of Satan's roles is, is to trip up people and their, you know, hypocrisies, false beliefs, you know, to, to accuse the brethren. But, you know, sometimes Satan will accuse, you know, most of the time will accuse accurately. It will be the, the reason behind the accusation will be screwed up. But I mean, you know, do you own that or not? Did you say this to so-and-so or not? Did you have a lustful feeling in your heart in this situation or not? You did? Well, then you're saying that the devil's the accuser and you're clean and you're good to go. And then you say you're a Christian, but you did feel lust. So did you give that to Jesus? Oh, no, you didn't. Well, how many of those situations are there? Oh, a hundred million. Why? Because you said you believed that Jesus rose from the dead when you didn't. And from there, all the other lies came and got justified. The lie was moved into the position of Jesus so the devil had your ass. Lock, stock, and barrel, just like most Americans. Most Americans are in the grips of Satan. And they don't know how to get out. Well, the one thing, the one thing to do is to start... No, I came to believe that Jesus not just uh, overcame and you know all the TV shows didn't believe it. It took me a long time to, to understand the physical... Uh, and the story tells of the spiritual, because I understand the, you know, this whole resurrection thing as a, um, it's as much a spiritual thing as it is uh, a carnal or physical thing. And when when God opened my mind like that and started, you know, teaching me about reality and the way things are and the way that the churches are messing it up, and you know, so well, I know I think churches are fine when people pray and stuff. It just when you're asking people to lie, 
then that shouldn't be a pastor, you know, that shouldn't be happening in the church. But they're, you're asked to lie so that they can get along together. If you didn't lie, if people didn't lie, they would have no cohesion and there'd be a bunch of argumentation. For example, on the subject of baptism, now did Jesus say that we had to be baptized or not? And I, I said, well, baptism is a, you know, basically uh, a, a public display of what you believe, but it's also... Jesus talks about baptism. In, in the first uh, book of John, we talk about these baptisms. You know, eventually, the disciples came to Jesus and they said, you know, we want to be where you are. We want to have the things that you have. And he said, are you qualified to go through the baptisms that I have gone through? And it was plural. So now you see baptism takes on a little bit more of a different meaning here. And that's got to be for the for the for the the guy that's been there a year. He just waters into a church. He might need to know something about that. There should maybe be a sermon about that. What do you mean baptism? So they go well. That's you know you should use this word, not that's an unfortunate translator's error. Well, is it? How do you know that? Well, because see here the Greek says it this way. You know you can you can do all that if you like. You get the John MacArthur Study Bible. He's gone. He's done that he, obsessively throughout the entire Bible. He has every every scripture has a note by him on how you should view it versus how it's written. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, Trish. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that a joke? That Bible. God, what a, what a what an egomaniac. But then again, when you go to the uh, Grace Church in the San Fernando Valley, the first thing they ask you to do is accept things that you don't necessarily believe. And if you don't get with the program, they don't want you there. We found that out by first-person experience. They want to blend the way of the world, or Satan, or Satanism, you know, or you know, debauchery. You know, it's also pedophilia and child abuse. And they want that to be uh, overlooked you know, as just sin, even though you ask them what's going on there and they say, well, they're silent on it because they're afraid of being harmed. And so you say, well, what is it that's going to harm you? And they can't say anything. All they can say is you need to join us in order to be set free by Jesus. You mean if I'm set free by Jesus, I have to discount that, go, go join the B system, become initiated, get my driver's license to be you know, so that all the inside people all know each other, then go back to the church and go up and make a confession that I believe in Jesus, that Jesus would save me. Then I could be saved according to the 501c3 Church of America. Is that what you're telling me? Then you're full of shit. All of you. And so that's where you're seeing what you're seeing with America. America is being chastised bigly for that. I I told you back in 2002 that was going to be an issue. That whole secret life, that was going to be an issue. I told you that was going to be an issue. My guy goes, I'm going to kill myself if that's for real, Zach. Well, time to kill yourself then because it's all in your face now. You're either with them or you're with Christ. See, it's still the same decision you have. You know, before you had your congregation and you were all secretive in your little cult, your little coven. 
you know, and you see, you know, how could we be wrong? We have a church, we read the Bible, we do charity work, we do all this wonderful stuff. I mean, how could we be wrong? We discovered that it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> there was no difference between the world and the church, really. You know, you, uh, you, uh, you know, you, you know, but now what's different is, see, the, 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 the people of the churches are being asked by God to now confess publicly. So this is a very, very trying time. I mean, shoot, I should, I should be, uh, you know, not feeling so beleaguered with all this, this whole weight of all this, because, you know, it's now the weight is on the, the backs of the people that have comprised these congregations that feel so self-righteous about everything, and yet they're still affiliated with the, with the world system or the beast system. You can't have it. So now it's coming down to that decision publicly where if you were, if you were benefiting from that world system, you know, in that way, or you were part of that or part of something, you know, since you were, you know, initiated into it by your parents or the school or somebody, that you would have to now drop that. Was that way enough? I'm going to kill myself. What, what do you want? You, you know, I don't understand what's wrong with being a person that's, you know, a, a God person, a person, a follower of Jesus, but, you know, a disciple of Jesus in Christ and being persecuted by the world. That, doesn't that make sense? That there would be persecution? I've always had persecution. but Should there be persecution? Uh, a lot of these people, they don't get persecuted. Well, it's because they have protection. It's a big protection racket. But, you know, they don't admit it because they're not supposed to be there getting their protection from the devil. They're supposed to get their protection from the Lord. And that's the problem with the, you know, 501c3. I mean, that's the only, that, that's, we've had this debate, we've gone round and round with these people. All they can do is mock. Now, though, you don't hear them mocking so loud. Oh, they used to really laugh at me. They, oh, I had a field day. I was a complete laughing stock. They would just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Oh, boy, did they laugh. And laugh. Good thing I got over it. I was really pretty, you know, from, from childhood of abuse and everything, I was pretty narcissistic. And so any kind of laughter, I'd be like, oh, they're laughing at me, oh no. Now it's like, oh, they're laughing, ah, I see you laugh. Hey, I'm laughing at you too, bro. Hey, bro, let's laugh. It's really funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's really funny when it turns on you, isn't it? When it turned out you were the one who deserved to be a laughing stock and not us. Right? <laughs> I made millions of dollars. I made all this money painting and creating and I I just you know, I do all these scenes of, you know, the, of Jesus and Jerusalem and the temple and the historical stuff and the, and the, 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 the and all the saints and the different positions of Christ. And I've, I've done all these works and I've been paid millions and millions of dollars. 
but I've been told by my wife not to talk to Zeph E. Daniel. Yes, the, the church world's been very good to you. Very good to you, Mr. Adams. Very good. You have really made a name for yourself. And deserved. Great artist, great painter. Yes. The reason I mentioned him is because he was the guy that took me down to Chuck Smith's. He was our, he was our, uh, he was the guy that had a car. Um, he was the, uh, he was the driver of the uh, carpool we had. And he would pick everybody, you know, all the students up to go over the, over the Coldwater Canyon to uh, Harvard School, which at that time was a military school. But anyway, he, uh, you know, he at the, uh, you know, I guess then when that didn't work, I was shipped off to a CIA cult run by psychiatrist in Santa Barbara. <laughs> oh, no, I can't even go into it. One day if I write memoirs, I promise you, if I could get that discipline going again, you know, to, to, to really write up... Uh, some things I don't think it'd be. It's just a matter of writing it down. But there's some. You need to be intricate, intricate in your, uh, uh, in your, you know, in a personal, you know, it's almost like a Proust kind of approach, where, where like Proust would, you know, um, yeah. Of course, this is in French, but I mean, the thing about Proust, which people say oh, I can't read it because he spent so much time. Uh, at that time, was an age of psychology. People were very interested in thought processes, and he was trying to like. I mean, this is my take. Okay, it may be different from yours, but uh, he would try to to really map reality out by being very, 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 very detailed in description of of every little thing happening, as as if to capture the process in some way. And um, uh, you know, I found it to be. Uh, I guess the thing to do is to learn French and to read Proust, uh, you know, on the left bank in front of a, you know, in front of the, a communist bookstore, <laughs> you know, blessed by Gertrude Stein. <laughs> okay, okay, enough of that. But shoot, man, you know, you look at our two lives since that Chuck Smith tent revival. And do you know what they did? I remembered this part now. because some memories coming back from then. Um, they they loaded me up with like papers and phone numbers to call and 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 you know, little little you know with swag. They just loaded me up. How to find your local church? Da 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 da. da. And of course, it was never going to work out. Of course, it could not work out, Mr. Adams. It was never going to work out, and you know that. And he would brag. He said, "Well, since I've been following Jesus, you know, I've." He was boasting that he goes, "I've, you know, I used to masturbate, you know, ten, fifteen times a day. Now I don't do it at all." <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's it's. The irony and the materialism of that comment is, is uh, you know, um, just when you compare it to starving people and stuff, it's, it's, it's amazing. He lived in Beverly Hills as well. Yeah, we, we shared uh, the same street. 
And we drove down there, and then I begged Jesus. I begged Jesus to take me. Let me believe. Let me be part of something. Let me not just be tortured, you know, hurt every day. But it, alas, my friends, it was never to happen. It never happened. Jesus did not hit me with that ray from uh, on the road to Damascus. You know, it just never happened. So I, you know, got thrown to the wolves again. But, uh, you know, for a minute there, there was this hope. And what was their hope? What did the pedophiles want? What did the Satanists and witches want? Uh, they wanted me to be accepted by the church and go to church. Well, why would they want you to go? Because they go to church too. Oh my God. Am I painting the picture yet? I mean, I've, d I've done this for my whole life. I've tried to paint the picture. Am I, is it vivid? Well, it's vivid, but I mean, sometimes we, we, we lie to ourselves. You know, we get into denial. We want it to work out. We don't want to see the negative. I don't think this is really negative or positive. I think this is informational. That I think it should be that we should stipulate, you know, like, like a lawyer in, in court. We should stipulate that this is a fact, right? And then we don't have to keep coming back to it over and over again. Right, and and then outlining what what the problem is. <laughs> it's funny, you know, the people that shouldn't even know what the problem is are the ones uh, elucidating it, the ones explaining it, the ones you know showing the real remedy, the ones who are really revealing Jesus, the ones who are really in the Holy Spirit, the ones who really were chosen. And how do you know you were chosen? Well, you weigh it against the backdrop of what I just said, and that should pretty much define you. It's usually on one side or the other. It's really not that complicated. You know? But <laughs> to find that old Chucky's uh, church had uh, FBI agents in there, and we all know how great they are, right? And there they are, keeping dossiers on people like me for my brief stead. And the Lord came to me and said, go tell the, the, I think I told the pastor's wife that the Lord revealed to me in a, in a prophetic uh, word, some word that uh, this guy is an infiltrator. And they all got upset defending the guy. You know, they all defended him, you know, and, and he got rid of us. Because he was no infiltrator. He was one of them, or they were, they, were, they were all in on it. The poor mind control victims, like I said there, they would do things like turn in unison their backs to you to show their displeasure. You know, and I said, well, what's that about? Oh, zipped lips. I see. You're a, you're, you've got a lot of uh, courage, don't you? You're a real courageous guy, aren't you? I can't break the chain. Chain? Chain? There's no chain in here. <gasps> ah! And they scream. But the thing is, better to scream now, get it over with. Because 
this thing that's coming for you right now, America, it's not going to stop till it gets right into your guts. You're going to have to make this decision, whether you're with them or whether you're with Jesus. That's really the decision you're going to have to end up making now, you people in the churches. See, you've been riding along with a with a you know with a green light pass for so long that you think it's normal. None of you should be pastors. None of you should be elders. None of you should be calling yourself disciple of Jesus. You don't believe any of it. It's just a power control for you. And you never did believe it because you were told to say you believe something that you never worked out once with yourself and the whole reason they wanted me to go to church why they wanted me to go to church because that was the fastest way to satan the fastest way to conform to society to become a productive member of society you you know you join a church that was the whole point that's the whole reason i was introduced to it had nothing to do with, you know, spirit or truth or none of that. I mean, yeah, we could act oh so holy on funerals, weddings. I'm really good at writing obituaries for people like, like, like you know, and, and things like that. You know what I mean? And I wrote the one for my father. And I wrote the one for my mother. That's what I do. I'm a bit of a wordsmith. So I, you know, when I wrote a, when I wrote the, uh, what they call the eulogy, you know, I gave it to the to the fake pastor who, who wanted to ask me questions. I said, "You're not. <laughs> no, thank you. You know, get away from me. <laughs> you know, here's here's my, you know, my PDF. Boom, have at it. You know. And all I talked about it, it was." really, when I eulogized my father's, I just talked about, you know, basically, you know, the way his friends saw him. I didn't say anything about his weaknesses or anything. It just became like a kind of a, you know, for those sort of dead people in the congregation to remember all that, you know, the, the good times, which to them was like going to football games, getting drunk, flying around on private planes, partying all over the place, you know, that the, those days. But see, the body gives out, you know, the body just can't keep going with that. You know, but they all remembered that, you know, they all liked it. And they actually came up to me and go, my, my own peers that yeah, told me I, you know, would never be accepted, blah, blah, blah. They came up to me and said, oh, uh, you know, um, you've ruined it for everyone now, you know, how nicely written that was. And I said, well, I just wanted people to feel good, you know what I mean? Because... There's no use preaching to them. That's why I did it that way. You know, these people look like they'd suffered enough. They've been misled, most of them all their lives, misled by teachers, misled by pastors, you know, and then they're all sitting there watching their friends die one after another. I just... I couldn't bear to write some horrible, you know, downer thing. I had to write something very, um, you know, very much, you know, from the history that I knew and from little bits and pieces of people that, you know, they had a little, you know, I mean, I guess they had a little cult, a little cover or something. But, you know, that was the only time, you know, back in college 
and at, just in the aftermath of college, as people getting into the workplace and they're, they're young, and they're able to travel and do stuff. I mean, those were the days they all were all together from their colleges and sororities and fraternities and clubs and, you know, socialites in Los Angeles and blah, 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 and restaurants and hangouts and beach clubs and golf clubs and blah, 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 blah. So that's what they want to know about. Remember those days and those wild things they used to do and how much fun they had and what people's nicknames were. They love remembering those. You know, you might think about that if you have to eulogize people that are that far gone. I mean, you just have to ask the Lord, I guess, for everything. But, I mean, that's what the Lord led me to write. A feel-good thing. And, and you know, it worked. It also made me invisible, and I was able to get home <laughs> without having my throat cut, which was, you know, it's pretty, you know, the, the most dangerous place for, I think, a lamb of God would be in a church. That's a good place to get your throat cut. <laughs> Right, because then they just, as my friend producer Mike would say, they just uh, disappear. You, oh, we don't know what happened to them. You know what I mean? They just they got a whole muscle. All these churches have muscle, you know, and they can take care of any kind of threat. Oh yeah, that's called the dirty work of making the city work. They can't. The mayor can't run everything. You know, the boss of the city boss can't run everything. They have to have people that will willing to, you know, get their hands dirty to keep everything running smoothly. And that means Joey's coming for you, man. Joe Biden's coming for you. You know, and all he read, yo, Millie, Millie's coming for you. That clown they have on Fox News, who is that guy? The guy who tells everybody we did a great job in Afghanistan, all that, that guy. He's coming for you. Yeah, when you see that guy, what is his name again? He's admiral. He's actually an admiral, a naval admiral. That guy, I forget his name now. But when you see that guy, just picture him dressed up like uh, in drag. You know what I mean? And then you have a more accurate view of him. No, he's really pushing it. He's really pushing the whole. They made the whole military guy. And then, of course, lighting up with his lead skin. You know, so the, so you know, Putin is more. You know, normal, right? And Putin's more, Putin's pro-family, Putin's pro-church, uh, you know, even if the churches are mainly corrupt these days, but he's like pro-tradition. So these guys, they want to turn it into, you know, one big Sodom and Gomorrah free-for-all. People go, well, see, that's against gay people. No, are gay, do gay people want to um, uh, kill children, rape, rape, and, rape and kill angels? Uh, you know, blah, you know, all this stuff. I mean, if that's true, then then you know, I wouldn't call it gay. I call it something else, like predator. You know, I mean, just being honest. If you're hunting people, you know, that's predatory, right? If you're just coexisting in peace and having whatever kind of sex, who cares? Nobody cares. No one even wants to hear about it anymore. Have you noticed? The, People are so done with that subject. Well, you know, I had to admit to myself, you know, here's a big hurdle I had to get over. I had to admit to myself at one point that Walt Disney wasn't good. You know, that, you know, they were... I had to admit at one point that the whole world is a satanic pedophile organization. And that was not easy, you know, to see... 
these leaders in business and like Disneyland and all that, the real roots of, of them and, and who they really were, it's it's horrible to, you know, can you see, uh, after reading Bryce Taylor's account of Bob Hope, um, can you really see Bob Hope any other way? I mean, you have to stop and think, is that real? I thought Bob Hope was just kind of happy, you know, Big Crosby and Bob Hope and the Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra and all these, you know, they were all good guys, right? In Hollywood. But then you start hearing about OSI and you start hearing about the CIA and you start hearing about uh, blackmailing, um, you, know, uh, you know, dignitaries uh, with children and you start thinking about how would uh, Bob Hope have managed to... Uh, you know, have managed to get involved in things like that. But, you know, you could go research it further or you can say, you know what, this Bryce Taylor book or this Sue Four, she's full of shit. But the problem is, why would she write it if there was no financial gain? And, you know, the guys that were really behind her, you know, Ted Gunderson and uh, and that other guy, uh, Ken Adachi, they were... Uh, you know, they both lived with it, and I think Stu Webb. And he'd always thought I was a CIA agent, Stu Webb. So just, that that's that's all he would ever say. And then, of course, as I went into my, Steve Quayle had rejected me at that point. He, he left me alone. He said, if you go on Zeph's show, you're, you're not going on mine because that means you're a Satanist. You know, all snake in the grass, Steve. You know, a lot of people in alternative news and all that are convinced that he's the real deal. They really think he's a, a brethren. You know, maybe he is. He's just wrong about me, perhaps. Could that be possible? He, What he should have done is called me and apologized. But, you know, it's okay. Oh, I'm not holding my breath, believe me. Not you know what I've had better treatment from worlders than Christians. So here we are with Jesus, and they all think. I mean, Jesus has nothing to do with these people that are celebrating Easter. Uh, they're emphasizing that he rose again from the dead, but most people don't believe that. Why don't they emphasize the things that we can know or come to know through the right process of teaching and that we can come to understand what this is all about? Most people don't know there's any need for salvation. They don't know that they're slave, and they don't know that they sold their soul. They don't know anything about anything. In fact, it's worse today than it ever was in the days of the, where the churches were all filled to the brim. It's gotten so bad now that people just wander around uh, completely ignorant, you know, like a chicken with its head cut off. And they, they can't process it because they don't have, they're missing the spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't discern reality. You know, you can't actually function uh, at capacity. And even if you could, it's still very difficult to be here and to grapple with things, especially 
our own shortcomings, other people's shortcomings, attacks, perceived attacks. Was that real? Was it not? It's a lot of work to try to keep things straight. You know, and it was, it's wearying work. And, um, you know, anyway, I'm not here for that to, to really keep things straight. What I'm here to be, I, I do believe, is, is a, you know, a bit of a rabble rouser, but also uh, it's, it's mainly, it's like keeping a record. And then also uh, as a, um, you know, providing, uh, you know, things with, you know, the music and stories, films, whatever, you know, my contribution for creative gifts given to me by the almighty God because, I mean, I'm sure that there'll be a different vibe on all of it. You know what I mean? The, the God will use it, right, to uh, to speak to somebody. You can have a movie about a bank robbery, and it can be about Jesus, you know? You know how God is. He can make, you know, it's, it's, it gets even more subtle. It has, doesn't even have to have the word Jesus in it. It can just, like, somebody sees something you created, read, reads a story read, that you've written, and then someone says something over here, and it bang, it caroms off something that you had. And then that sends them into another room. The next thing you know, they're driving down to the drugstore to get the prescription filled. And then something comes on the radio. And the next thing you know, bam, Jesus has got them. And then when they look back at their salvation, they see that Jesus had to teach them. I, I, the, the biggest lesson on this that I ever went through was right in the beginning when God lifted me up and then the first challenge was Satan in the mirror. Of course, a mirror is a good place to find Satan, right? Remember the Candyman horror movie? You know, in the mirror, right? So, so there is, I mean, I'm in the mirror and I'm being told that I don't need Jesus. I just, you know, I've got the universal God and it's the same God for everybody. So we can be at peace and all that. <laughs> Red flags, bing, 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 went up. I realized, why would you spend so much time trying to convince me there's no Jesus? And all this effort after actually having an encounter with the Almighty God, why would this be the follow-up? I haven't said anything about Jesus yet. Of course, I did have a Bible. I was tearing into the Bible. I was, I was going for it. Nothing definitive yet. You know, why would you come out you know, at this point and give me this big spiel about stay away from Jesus, unless you're the devil, unless you're Satan. You know, and uh, but bam, got through there, and that immediately, I immediately knew that Jesus was truth. Right there in front of that mirror. And um, then we really got attacked. I mean, there's really a lot of, like, demons in the yard, and there was just, you know, just a horrible... You know, all the neighbors got possessed with, like, the same spirit and would say the same things to you, you know, really. Well, Rosemary's baby type paranoia, you know, all that. And, uh, you know, then eventually came, you know, cameras. And we, we didn't call it gang stalking back then, but that's just classic, is, you know, what it is. Only it's being done on a psychic level as well. And so it's like, it became a battle royale. Because, you see, they failed in getting me off Jesus because they, they, they jumped the gun so that I knew the resurrection was true. You know, I knew it when I understood that Jesus was truth. And, uh, 
even down to the virgin birth and all that, you know, I, I'm not sure the mechanism of it all. Whatever was written down was written down second, you know, hand. But I do believe that uh, there is something to it all. But my main belief is that Jesus is life. So if I'm in Christ, I'm in life. But at the same time, I know that I have to spend enough time on the cross to understand that. And to understand that, I have to do my own thinking. I've got to do my own research. I've got to, I've got to, I need the Lord to talk to me, the Lord to inform me. Is it real? Is it not? Yes, it's real. So if that's real, <laughs> this whole weekend of celebrating, you know, Jesus overcoming death is, is real. And it's the beginning of the planning season, right? So that's that all makes sense to the sort of, sort of, you know, there's like all pagan stuff and planting and, you know, scarecrows and, you know, you know, goddesses being sacrificed and young men being sacrificed to the fields and, and having the ceremony where all the men hump the field. They, they, they all dig a little hole and put their thing in there and they start, you know, going at it, you know, and, 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 and the, the, no, does that seem intelligent to you? Putting their spiritual energy with their... And, you know, to bring the crops up to feed the people. Because people have the crops, they're happy, right? No. We're very disturbed when we have what we need. We have what we need here in this country, and we're very, very upset. We're very upset. We just can't go back to that church or go back to that football game. Rah, rah, yeah, the team. What team is it? Doesn't matter what team. Yeah, rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Get a little of that fun. Get some, get some, get some of that fun. Have some fun, man. You've oh. ruined everything. No, I have not ruined the uh, the idea that the people in the Bible, some of them, were very, shall we say, abused by the the faulty shenanigans of the other side. And yes, churches, there is another side. You should know, because you're it. And why hadn't that changed? Well, God's dealing with the church now. We'll see. Let's see what He does. My feeling is that the people that are for real will leave. I'm not sure they're going to throw the pastors out of their ear. I don't know if people are strong enough to do that in this country. I don't think so. But, you know, we'll see. You know, wishful thinking. Yeah, no, I wish it would all be over. I, You know, yeah. The world that was presented to me was not the world we came into. We didn't come into any kind of harmonious world. Not to rag on it. There's plenty of you know nice things to consider, but it, it, in general, it's a, a force of evil that runs it. So it's not 50-50. It's 90-10. But then when you're in Christ, it's 90-10 the other way. So you see that you, you can't quite complain, can you? No, it's not about complaining. It's about understanding. First, understanding the situation we're in. 
then understanding, okay, so the, when someone understands, okay, we arrived on this uh, island in the middle of uh, the ocean, and here we are, and um, the greatest danger are the uh, the the uh, yeah the creatures that come into the island at night to feed. No, the greatest danger is us. Us. Whether we're on some island somewhere or we're here in the middle of uh, you know New York City, we have to figure it out. If New York City had any faith at all in God, it wouldn't be like it is. Same with Los Angeles and San Francisco. They wouldn't become like violent meccas of, for criminals on the earth. But I did have it right in Lamb. you got to admit, those of you who've read that book, um, they did let the criminals out in Lamb just toward the end. And the people that, that Jesus gathered, they were, they were walking their way out of the uh, basin of Los Angeles just as the whole place flooded. So that I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, you know, I would consider that as a possibility. And, um, you, you know, it's... Um, Well, let's let's put it this way. It's um, God is dealing with the people here by having the government come right into the... I mean, they're going to come right into the church and they go, you got to let these trans people in here. You know, and you have to allow paganism. And, you know, be, be respectful of other people's religions too. And be inclusive. Uh, that'll be the test, Right? That's the test. And you can already see many are going along with it. Rainbow flags everywhere. Rainbow flag, I resent that too because when we're kids, we like rainbows. All kids like rainbows. For them to have taken over, it's just really a, a harbinger of God's wrath to come. It's like waving that red flag in front of the bull. Eventually, that bull's going to charge. You know, and we don't know what day that's going to be. But I do know one thing. This won't be over until the balances are balanced. And they will be balanced perfectly because God is good. And if God is love and God is good, it will be perfect. There will be a perfect future. As to why we're here, I spent 20 years, 30 years, 40 years trying to figure out why. It seems to be fruitless pursuit. So, yeah, he's, he's, it seems to be a, a fruitless pursuit. You know, why? What did I do something wrong? I mean, what happened? You know, it, I, it, it's it, really, I haven't gotten anywhere thinking that way. It's more like, okay, we're here, so now what do we do? 20 years ago, we're here, I had the Zeph report. Not even making, and that, that's when I, you know, was being, you know, laughed at like I was just some crazy man, you know what I mean? So they're, they're trying to, like, lock me up for the umpteenth millionth time. And um, <laughs> that didn't work because God was stronger. But um, they were enjoying their position of being superior to us little, uh, you know, us, whatever you want to call us, us people who take it seriously. So anyway, I had a song that was done a long time ago with me and Rich Keltner called Children of the Damned, and I named it after the thing, so I, so I named it after the podcast so I wouldn't lose it, but I'm just going to go ahead and play it. It's one of those lost songs that you have not heard, 
And um, man, I think today I'd just love to, you know, go play some, you know, set my drums. I'll go play, go jam somewhere. But, uh, hey, you got your new synth set up. I have a new Hallelujah. Waldorf. It's by Waldorf. Uh, it's called the Iridium 49 key. So it has the key after touch and everything. Cause they told me that the, um, the keys have a special, you know, function to play within the synth. They had a desktop synth. It's just the synth with no keyboard. But you have to have that keyboard, apparently, to really, really get at it. And so I found an old synth stand to put it on and uh, played it a little bit, got it hooked up, running it through two, uh, each channel left and right, I'm running through two API channel strips. For those who know anything about it, right? Pretty good, right? You can't, but I, I, it's too much work. I need to, you know, plug it into something and that's it. I, but no, we need a preamp. I would, we, we might not need a preamp, though, because there's a preamp in the unit itself. You know. Um, anyway, I started playing. Gosh, so intuitive. So many sweet sounds I'm getting out. I'm going, oh, this would be good for this. This would be good for that. You have to actually write them down, because when you want to remember a sound, you have to you know, call it back up, but then you know you have to record it. You're not recording digitally. You're not recording through MIDI, like like a contact sampler or something like that. You're recording the literal sound coming out of that synth. And that's what you want. That's the richness. Anyway, here we go. And I'm going to play this and see what you think. It's, you know, I wasn't... I, I could say, you know, that... Uh, well, I'm not going to say anything, so...
Today is the day for that song to actually have resonance. How many times did we play it and how many people just fell on deaf ears on that one? How could you? It's the same truth. Well, anyway. it's a, <laughs> I can't make this shit up. It's, this is like, you know, you're dealing with people. As, if I were a visual artist, I would I would have it like be, people have like, you know, five inches of foam rubber on their ears and their top of their head stuffed into their mouths and then duct tape a million times and they were just these blank heads wandering around, like, you know, getting stimuli from one thing or another and just, you know, when it feels good, they go there. When it feels bad, they shy away, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> I just don't even... 
you know, I mean, I'm, I laugh because it, it's, it's so absurd to me. It just seems completely absurd. But, you know, well, I guess, I guess you're going to have to have a lot of meanness now. So I'm here kind of observing. I'm not really, you know, feeling like, uh, you know, boycotting, uh, you know, telling you to boycott uh, what, uh, you know, Bud Light because Dylan Mulvaney's mug is on there <laughs> celebrating his, uh, what is it, 365th day of being a woman, which means I guess he's over right now. No, he, I don't think he's going to be cutting anything off anytime soon. You know, to me, it was just a, that was a money-making ruse. And he duped the entire trans community with that. And, and I, because he's not stupid, this guy. He's pretty smart. And, uh, you know, I, I just like, I, I know what he did, but I can't prove it. I know what he did. It's just like Lady Gaga. She's completely, you know, the most shallow person ever born, pretty much. And she tries to present herself as being this deep kind of witch, witchy-witchy under, you know, Marina Abramovich's tutelage. Bullshit. Airhead. Vapid. Stupid. Vomiting. I got, okay, I can't beat that peeing thing. I better do this vomiting thing. You know. The only thing is you had it the wrong direction, Miss, Miss Gag on it. You should have had the other one puke into your mouth, dummy. Well, you couldn't figure that out because you're too narcissistic. You just stick. And it, you duped them all. Look at you. You fooled them all. And yeah, oh yes, oh yes. She can write and sing music about certain subjects. Pretty limited. Anyway, I'm not here to you know deal with Jezebel. It's not my uh, intention. So um, that song was done. It was a, I guess it you know that was one that was when Rich Keltner who played guitar. He was really into the the tone of that guitar. That really came through. You notice that guitar really punched through the mix, right? And he was just playing like a kind of a rhythm, a kind of a single note thing, yet it was punching through that mix. That was the whole point of the tone with the guitar, that it would do that. And um, and I didn't realize I'd played drums on it. <laughs> I could have done a probably better job than that. Uh, uh, my bass... I just played the basic notes. I don't think I really did much in the bass, but I did put some passion into it as much as I could. And I really, toward the end there, when I started screaming, that was pretty heartfelt. I mean, it was really like, you know, don't you fucking get it? And, and, and after knowing all this, you would stay the same course? Knowing that like I've said for years, this is coming, this wave. Knowing that it's well-deserved in America. Knowing that everything you're seeing is a chastisement of the living God. This is the return of Christ. Get it? Now, you got me on a good day here. You got me on a good day. I mean, I'm filled with the spirit of just completely... Uh, 
you know, ready to go. So um, trying to knock me out last couple of months, good. <laughs> you failed, and it only makes me 10 million, billion, trillion times stronger. And I'll keep saying it. So America, America's churches, repent. American Christianity, a joke, repent. Because it's not a religion. It's not a religion. It's not a relationship. See, that's what fails. Can we ever get back to the Bible? It's all in the Bible, but I mean, these, these Bible jockeys are amazing. They can go through there and you can go over the same scripture and get something entirely false out of it. So this is judgment. And I want to echo uh, my prophetic friend, Charles Kanita who's had this idea, he's had, he's had this recurring word for some time about that, that God will begin in the churches with uh, the judgment. We begin with the, the, the Christians being attacked, in other words. And that will be merciful God, not some Satan thing out there. Own it. You did it. Own it. You deceived all these people for generations. Own it. Man is weak and incapable of self-rule. Understand that. So that's all the preaching I'm going to do. That's it. Not really a preacher, but I mean, it's just, just uh, welling up. And then, of course, they don't believe me. You see, my fight is to get them to understand, you know, they dismiss Jesus because they see him on TV. They dismiss Jesus because they think they're calling a friend who's like, well, this is a softer, gentler God than that Yahweh. And uh, anyway, it's coming. And I'll see you guys next time. I, I guess, uh, shoot, I like that song. I wouldn't change one thing about it. You know? Just the right sentiment. You know, when you have the right sentiment, you got the right sentiment. And that's the right sentiment. Semitent. And, uh, well, one more obvious one. I don't know. Another obvious one to end up uh, today on. I mean, it's like, uh, I can't find it. Hmm. Okay, here we go. And we'll see you next time. Um, Zeph Daniel. Oh, by the way, I've, I've got something going on. There's a Zeph report on, um, Twitter and, and, and Rumble, but I have to really exploit this Rumble more. 
Um, and I will develop a plan for that. I don't want to stay on Spreaker because I really don't like what they did when they kneecapped me uh, many years ago at the behest of somebody that was, uh, you know, obviously not liking me and wanting to complain. And um, they kneecapped my, you know, we, I guess we got up to about 7,500, almost to 10,000 uh, listeners, and then they cut it off then and it hasn't changed since. And I'm, I think you guys are fucking evil at, at uh, Spreaker. You ought to go out of business, and I hope you do. But I need to change. I need to change.